Check, check, one, two, one, check, two. Check, check, check. Uh, I'll turn my headphones up, turn them shits up. Yeah, whenever uh, he got run over by a train, and um, I put up a gif of a lady tied to tracks, and I said, my cousin be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's so bad. And then I wrote, like, did he? Did an old-time villain find him? Was he like, twisting his mustache while he was yeah, doing it? Like, and then Mighty Mouse sw- failed to swoop in and save him? Yeah. So the, the dastardly guy finally got his fucking... And some people were mad at me for that. Were they really? Some people that like that were friends with him and, and stuff. What'd they say? Like, that's not funny. It's like, it is. He's my cousin. I'm allowed to do what I want. Right. I will make fun of the things that I want. If my mother died that way, I would make fun of it. It's a hilarious way to die. Well, that's a matter of opinion. And my opinion is. Yes, of course. <laughs> that being run over by a danged old train is, is a funny way to die. Yeah. It's literally in a song. Probably in multiple songs, really. Any hoozles. We were having a conversation. Shall we continue that after we play yeah. the um, the uh, theme song? Sure. Okay. Hi ho, yeah. Hi ho, yeah. Hi ho. That's so fucking terrible. I know. Okay, there's the theme. We're turning it up. There we go. And we're playing music. And we're turning it up. And we're doing it. I'm a DJ. Uh, did they really use to tie people to train tracks? I don't know. I mean, I'm like in the old west. Yeah, but trains went like ten miles an hour. If you got if you got hit by a train, then you deserve to die. It was like that scene in Austin Powers where he's like, no. exactly. <laughs> it's like going Back to the Future Part Three, where they're talking about getting the train up to ninety, and the guy said the most old west, old timey thing ever. Son, who would ever help me in such a hurry? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Episode three forty-five. Aaron and Elena have passed away. They were murdered in cold blood. While I'm guessing were, by while, the same person that took my wife. While they were sixty-nine. <laughs> yes, they were sixty-nine, and I think Aaron might have been going for the Mike Niner. <laughs> They were murdered in cold blood by, oh. I'm guessing, I think they knew too much about who took my wife, who, mi- who mysteriously disappeared under very suspicious circumstances, and I still remain a person of interest in that case. <laughs> Left you to raise your I think 12 they, crazy kids. I think eight. Uh, I think they might have been, keep the gimmick going. Well, I was I was including the illegitimate children. Oh, the, the illegitimate children by right. my, um, the my side piece that right. has also you, mysteriously you've disappeared. All, you've named them all River because, mm-hmm. you know, it, you well, Mountain. Their last name is Mountain. Yeah, River Mountain, of yeah. course. Um, so... Uh, I think they might have been getting too close to the truth of uh, who took uh, my wife who mysteriously disappeared under very suspicious circumstances. They have been murdered in cold blood, stabbed through the assholes. What a way to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, RIP in peace. RIP in peace means rest in power in peace. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, on the way up the... Scintillating discussion we were having. Yeah. A revelation to me. <laughs> <laughs> and a horrible one. Yeah, you were very. Your feelings were hurt. Um, just at one point, and I got over it quickly because I realized there is truth to it, and I'm able to process things and find them funny. Yeah. 
So <laughs> a lot of people aren't. Thank God you are. Right. Some of the people that listen to this might not be able to. <laughs> Definitely not. We were having a discussion, folks, about Dutch apparently is not a big fan of punk rock. Everybody knows my uh, the second half of my life I have come to it, and it was like the greatest thing ever. And, you know, I just started, you know, I've always told the story, and it is absolutely true. I got on the Amazon algorithm and started liking songs, and the next thing you know, that's all it was sending me. So uh-huh. it's good for that. Right. And that's a good thing to me. That's a great I mean, thing. Yeah. yeah. I love what they send me. So Spotify's algorithm's even better if you ask me. Well, I've tried it. I didn't like it as much. Okay. Uh, I don't know why it wasn't. It varies things a little more. It um That's probably where it is. It tosses it'll toss things into you that are well, a little I mean, different. but it tossed uh that song that you hated. That <laughs> didn't know you hated Sincere Engineer, who I really like. That's a great name. <laughs> Shitty band. Gotta be honest with you. They are what's known as a folk punk band. Find another singer. And they're from Chicago. I love her voice. I love her voice. I, just, I don't I don't know what it, about it. It is might on. not be the voice. It might be that she over enunciates everything. And I don't like over enunciators unless, of course, you are Death Cab for Cutie. Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. Because like, he over enunciates everything. But I like Death Cab for Cutie as well. They're but good, it's a little bit good, more good. subtle. Right. So we were discussing this broad. <laughs> well, well, let's let's get away from uh, she pronounces engineer. the P in pterodactyl. Jesus. Let's get away from sincere engineer, and okay. we'll discuss the punk that you actually do like that I play. Um, have you ever played Minor Threat? I have. I think I like that. Yeah. I think I like anti flag. Are you? That sounds fine. Are you, are you on that? Anything wavelength? that tells the government anything that's more metally. But what I'm finding is like Sturgill Simpson is more punk than all these people. Sure. Not, well, in, not in his music. That's a matter of But in his opinion, attitude. It's a matter of opinion, I suppose. Not in his music, but in his attitude. Okay. Well, yeah. Neil love, Young is more punk. I do love Sturgill. Sturgill rules. And I love Neil Young. Not his music. I love Neil Young as a person. I, love I hate his music. So. <laughs> I love both. <laughs> uh, you're going to sit there Mickey and tell me. Mickey Mouse. You're going to sit there and tell me Rocket in the Free Roll doesn't That's make That's a great it. fucking song. Yeah, it is. I will say that. <laughs> and that performance for Pearl Jam is one of the best things ever oh, put to dude. fucking celluloid. <laughs> it is so fucking good. Well, and it was celluloid then, I'm pretty it sure. It was. They were. They just get done playing Animal than Neil Young. That was fucking around. awesome, dude. And it was he, so he just fucking, kicks in. And like, he's fucking sloping down and fucking almost dropping his guitar and shit. I was like, this is the greatest thing. I saw it live. I saw it live. You were in the audience of the Video Music Awards. No, no, no. I saw it when they showed it. Oh. Because it, didn't they used to do the Video Music Awards live? Yes, they did. Yeah, I saw it that night. And I'm so, not, it's one of those things where were they supposed to do that? Of course they were supposed right, to do and that. Right, and then I could see, though, some people losing patience with it. And I was... I, I, when I could, Neil Young goes into his third solo, of second, course they were I learned, But I, I can tell right then, these people will not be my friends later in life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was correct. Because they're all Trump fans now. <laughs> God, I'm like, well, can't they just play even flow? Go fuck yourself. Anyway, um, um, do you like Bad Cop, Bad Cop? Yeah, I like them a lot. Okay, they're good. I like them pretty good. They're good. They don't over-enunciate. I like the songs. They they seem to have a message behind the songs. They're not, not just trying to wink and nod to... Uh, Pop culture references. Sure, they're I, well. They're extremely opinionated, and I do like the teenage bottle rocket. Even though you say they say like they sound like Blink, everybody sounds like Blink though. Well, because Blink sounds like everybody that came before them. And came that's before them, okay. Came before them. That's true, but they all kind of have the voice that sounds like that's this. true. I will say that 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 is that is definitely a trope. 
Um, um, the guys, somebody who doesn't bad religion, bad religion, bad religion sounds yeah, like, I bad like religion. Them. That's why I remember when I took such umbrage when we were talking about the warp tour for bad religion opening up for Blink 182. So that is a fucking crime. You know, probably also took umbrage of that bad religion, Blink 182. <laughs> well, fair enough. No, actually, bad religion was probably okay with it. Yeah, they're probably like, they've been, yeah, playing, for, they've been <laughs> playing for 40 years. Yeah. Like, oh, we we're 60 fuck. years old, right? We shouldn't even be. Doing I look this. like your science teacher. Yeah. Get out there and fucking burn and melt some faces off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they were probably having that discussion backstage. We're sorry, guys. We didn't, you know, we're like, get out there and fucking kill it. Well, it's like when Pearl Jam would take, like, uh, Guided by Voices on tour with them. They're a huge influence on Pearl Jam, but they're like, we're big and you're not. Let's give you, give you guys a couple hundred thousand dollars. Guided by Voices was... Pearl like Jam a, was opening for Guided by Voices? No, Guided by Voices was opening oh, for Pearl Jam. Gotcha. Like, the 2006, whenever me and a bunch of people mm. went and saw him. Mm. It wasn't Guided by Voices. It was just a singer from Guided by Voices and a band gotcha. that he had with him. Um, but, it, like, it's the circle. It's like when um, there's a lyric from a uh, bright-ass song, first the mother bathes the child, then the other way around. They take care of their before. That's a beautiful analogy right there. Um, okay, let's go into more. You don't like uh, Sincere Engineer. You like Bad Cop, Bad Cop. You like Teenage Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Um, Bomb Pops, <laughs> I like that pretty good. Who? Bomb Pops. Yeah, Bomb Pops Hot Chicks. Good. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I do, they are definitely uh, ugly chicks I don't like. It's a weird thing. I might like their personalities, but I don't want to hear them sing. I don't want to hear them tell jokes. Neat. I'm just joking about the jokes. Usually ugly chicks are funnier. Lisa Lampanelli was great for a while. Uh, there's one now called Je- her name's called her name's Jessica. Kersen. There's one. There's one now called. She's called. Her name's Jessica Curson. She's very funny. Yeah. And she's a very unattractive gal. Awesome. Good for her. Is uh, she got short blonde hair? No, long black hair. What's the short blonde hair girl who's really heavy? She's funny. She's got a. She might even be. A, she might be a lesbian. Or she might be not, but she jokes about being a lesbian because she looks like one. She's like, I'm not. Comedian with short blonde hair. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like curly, short, bushy. Um, Are you thinking of Justin Timberlake from 19 or 2003? It might be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Ramones, you like them? Yeah, of course. Um I'm literally searching female. Oh, Fortune Feimster. Social distortion. She's great. Fortune Feimster. She yes. rules. She's that's, hilarious. That's She's about. literally hilarious. Social distortion. Of course you like oh, them. Yeah, they're, but they're, but that, that crosses a line into rockabilly. I think you like rockabilly a little bit more than you do punk. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because it's more like right. Bruce. Yeah. Like that song I, yeah, I played. Uh, well, first we, ought, we need to establish punk rock is just Bruce Springsteen song sped up. Yes, absolutely. Which is and fine. I'm very okay with that. I'm 100% okay yeah, with it. I'm, I'm so okay with it. Um, River City Rebels, they were playing for uh, Small like, Town Pride. Okay, that was from cool. my heart, from my soul. Small Town Pride is what I know. Yeah, that, I think I like that. I said that's the one that sounds like Bruce. So, uh, so she got Social D, um, River City Rebels. Uh, you would love Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. I think I did hear that. that. Yeah, that's they're fucking good. That's a very rockabilly. Um, they have a great song. Um, I just, I mean the 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 replacements. Their their first couple albums were punk albums, and I right. really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed how they grew from that, how they expanded on that, and right. then somehow they became alt country. They invented the alt country genre somehow. Yeah. Alt country. I mean, there are there are good parts of alt country, and then there are pretentious hacks, just like anything else. Oh, you, you don't have to fucking tell me <laughs> who's the worst alt country pretentious hack. 
Uh, Ryan Adams. No, I like Ryan. I like no, but that doesn't mean he's bad. He is a he's pretentious. I don't think he's a hack. Okay. I think I think he feels like every single single thing that he writes down and records needs to be heard by everyone. Gotcha. I think he thinks he's important, which makes him a hack. But there are good. There hacks. Are, there are some. There are good hacks. There are good hacks. <laughs> there are some, he has some songs that are just brilliant till this day. Right. I like, yeah, he has I a, like him. I like you know him. What's funny? He has a great punk album. Well, I mean, punk isn't hard to do. Punk isn't hard to do, but it's hard to do well. You know what I mean? That's why I think I don't like Blink-182. I like a couple of songs, don't get me wrong. As a matter of fact, I think my favorite song by them isn't even a punk song. It's Hello There. When they, one of them's playing the upright bass. There's, they're talented and they're good, but I just don't care for them. I don't like Sum 41 that much. I don't like The Offspring at all. I really don't like Green Day. I like like two Green Day songs. I like She, which is a great punk tune. And I like American Idiot, which is another great punk tune. I don't like The Offspring. They are a shitty thrash band masquerading as a punk band. So, um, And a thrash band where they don't really even go for it. Yeah. The Offspring I liked. Uh, come out and play was catchy. Come out and play and la 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 la. That was come out and play on it. Yeah. That's no. That's self esteem. Self esteem. Okay, I, like that, I like that one. Okay. I don't like that song. I never liked that song. Uh, I also didn't like uh, original prankster or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh God! Pretty it, fly for a white. Oh, guy? it's fucking terrible. Set the set the fucking masters of that on fire and fire it into the fucking moon. Who so gives fucking, a shit? Go so fuck bad. yourself, so you fucking, fucking losers. That, that was them trying to be. We're not that. So you know, go fuck yourself with your braids and all that shit. Well, they wanted to. Um, they wanted like they wanted to distance themselves from Fred Durst. Is what they were. I have no do. problem with people writing funny songs along with their more serious songs, right? But they made their whole thing funny songs with original. Well, it's like Ugly Kid Joe. They were fucking garbage. But their whole thing was writing funny songs. Yes, and it's terrible. But you do have bands that write funny songs that are awesome. I've written a couple funny songs. No, but I'm saying that's all they do. Yeah, I don't like that. But unless, there, but there are good bands that do that. But well, unless like Tenacious D or right. Uh, What's the uh, Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. Yeah, that if that's your stick, that's your Stephen Lynch. He wrote funny songs. I like that shit too. But That's I, what I meant. Yeah, but and they're good. Yeah, you know, they're good songs. Business time is one of the funniest songs and best fucking funk punk like uh, funk songs fucking ever. Pearl Jam has a funny song, but it wasn't on an album. It was um, <clears throat> called um, Dirty Frank. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard Dirty Frank. You've you played could, Dirty Frank before. You could tell that they were on tour with the Chili Peppers whenever they wrote it. Yeah, let me. I kind of just want to play a little bit of it. I wonder if they got along with the Peppers. Yeah. Yeah, they. That's where they got Jack Irons from. Can you tell they were on tour with the Peppers whenever they wrote this song? I think a little bit. That is a very Peppers riff. It's about Frank Dahmer. (laughs) He's playing the bass exactly like Fleawood. Yeah, it's the fretless, too. How would they stack up? Who's a better bassist? Jeff Ahmed, right? Well, this is very subjective. For me, it's Jeff Ahmed. Right. Is it Ahmed? Or Ahmed? Sure. I think it's Ahmed. or Ahmed. It could be either one. For me, it's Jeff Ahmed because I think he compliments his band perfectly. But if you're a Chili Peppers fan, which I like five Chili Peppers songs. Yeah. Thereabouts. That's how many I like. Technically, right. probably Flea might be one of the top five bases of all time. I have no idea. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. He's 
And it, also you can tell it's him whenever you hear it. Sure. And that's a very big thing. Right. Bootsy Collins. Yeah. Cliff fucking Burton. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Cliff Burton was oh, every bit as fucking good as advertised. He, he was, was a Metallica bassist. Yes. Before he... Uh... You ever heard Anesthesia Pulling Teeth? Yes. Okay. That's just a bass solo. A bass solo in the early 80s slash late 70s. Oh, God. They... Metallica's so old. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Kill Them All was released in like 1979. They've been around so long. They've been around for a thousand years. Their first, their their band photo for Kill 'Em All. Those guys should have never ever gotten laid. <laughs> have you ever seen it? I will show it to you. I feel like I've probably seen it, but you don't. Have to, you, I'd like to see it again, to be honest. I'm trying to find this uh, Ryan Adams punk stuff. He has an album that's 16 minutes long. <laughs> punk stuff. This might be it. It's called Vampires. I'll just turn that up. Here you go. Yeah, they should have never gotten laid. They all look like the Cowardly Lion. Right. (laughs) Look at all with that fucking mud. What are you doing with that beard, buddy? Cliff Burton actually looks cool, though. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He actually looks really cool. Yeah, he does. He He looks looks like a member of Metal Apocalypse. They actually look like Metalocalypse. That's, yeah, that's who that's, who that's yeah, based on. Metalocalypse. All right. Um, I like the laughs. I'm trying to think of the other bands that I might like in the punk genre. I mean, I do like Green Day. I love Dookie whenever it came out. It was dope. Well, of course, everybody When did, I Come Around is a great song. It is. It's a good song. I'm yeah. sick of it. I don't like hearing it anymore. It, one could say it's the basis of the entire punk, punk pop uh, well, thing. They, well, yeah. True. Um, I'm just trying to differentiate. You know, there. You say that teenage bottle rocket sounds like Blink. I don't think they do. I kind of think they do. I think they do to a certain extent. But they're. Uh, I. I personally, there's Blink 182 doesn't move me the way teenage bottle rocket does. They just don't. I mean, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if it's maybe because teenage bottle rocket has a little bit more rockabilly sensibility or something. I don't know, and it's definitely nothing to do with image. You know, I, I just because they're skate or die. The pace of the song is, but theirs is like more grindy. I think. This one doesn't sound quite like Blink, right. but it's kind of that one that he was playing in the car. Uh, nothing else matters. Yeah. Okay. Here's the difference. When that guy's singing, that's what they sound like. Yeah. When the other guy's singing, oh, they have two. Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes that sense. guy, the big guy that sings right there for Skater Die, is the guy from the Lillingtons. The Lillingtons sound nothing like Blink One Eight Two. Play uh, Black Hole in My Mind. No. All I hear static. Russian attack. All I hear static. Play all I hear static. I don't hate this. That but it, but it does kind of sound like blink. A little bit, yeah. But not but I think it's a, a superficial similarity at best. But also you can't really help who you sound like. Right. The guy isn't imitating his voice. He sings like You know it's funny. Um after I played one time, somebody said they really liked me. I sound a lot like Rob Thomas. And I was like, oh, 
I didn't want to hear that. I don't think I sound like Rob Thomas, but this person thought I you sounded like Rob Thomas. Randy Marsh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I sound like Rob Thomas. I you don't. don't. <laughs> you don't. See, we have a. I have like a tremble in my voice that I've also heard that I sound like the guy from Seven Ray Three, which is probably closer. But no. Also, I love Seven Ray Three. Seven Ray Three. I don't like Seven Ray Three. Like Are you kidding me? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? I don't, they're so sludgy. It's like they're, sludgy, it. they're sludgy without being Soundgarden. It's just I don't know. It's like swamp rock type shit. I don't know. It's like the it's like a bad version of the Toadies. And I don't even like the, I don't even like the Toadies that much. Come on, man. Okay, I like that. Yes, look. <laughs> I fucking like that. I can find one that everybody's going to like for any. I don't band. like the songs that that got really popular. Yeah, cumbersome. I like got, that fucking song. Cumbersome. I hate. Got so big. I fucking hate it. That song's fucking awesome. Yeah, this rules. I love the gravelly. Yeah. Awesome. Good call. Yeah, I can find one that anybody's going to like in any band. That's even got a punk sensibility. Yeah. It's got the stop and go. The stop and go. See, it slows down a little bit here. But it, I, I but wish it, I could bandy back and forth with you, but I don't have the, the dongle. Oh, you don't have the dongle? No. No, it won't work. Oh, that's a Samsung. Yes. Okay. Yeah, band that's I was in in high awesome. school did this song. We open with it sometimes. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that kind of thing. See, that's, one of, the re- that's one of the reasons... Ironically, that's one of the reasons I love both the Lippies. Play a Lippy song. Play uh, Miss Lippy. Acid Heads. The Lippies. Remember Miss Lippy from uh, Good <laughs> no. What was Miss Lippy in? I don't know, but it was there. I think I don't know. Actually, know where they got their song. Acid Head is a great song. Acid Head. Yes. Jesus Christ! I can't find it. I'm going to have to search Acid Head too. Acid. It might be Acid Heads. Mm. That's a what great album song. Do you think it's on? It's on uh, East West, where uh, it's on their, uh, it's on a, a Red Faction uh, East West record, uh, like a best of. Bomb Pops used to be, see, I, I went severely down the punk rabbit hole where I started learning record labels, and you know, and it seems that uh, it's either Red Scare, or Red Faction, no, it's Red Scare, Red Scare Records got, had the Bomb Pops. They had this is a great fucking song, and the reason I like it is because she doesn't quite hit the note, and she's. Does she do the thing that John Lennon used to do is write the song? I think she does. Just a little yes. bit out of your range. When she really gets into it, when she's trying to hit the higher notes, it's really when it kicks in. They, they sadly just broke up. Aw. Yeah. They're from, uh, I hardly knew ye. They're from uh, Michigan, of all places. That seems like a good place for punk to come from. The fucking teenage bottle, bottle rock is from Wyoming. Yeah. I mean, that's just weird. Well, uh, the, 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 the band with that wore the masks, they're from Iowa. Yeah, they suck. I don't Slip know if they suck. I've never Slip listened to them. They're fucking terrible. I've heard that. a song or two. I think I've heard that the singers, some of his solo stuff, and I liked it better. Well, he was. Don't get me He's wrong. A very good. Singer. Whenever I say I think a band sucks, that doesn't mean I think they're bad. I just think that you don't well, think they're untalented. You just exactly, don't like well, music. with the exception of Kiss, they suck and they're bad. Um, come on, Detroit Rock City is a great tune. It is a great tune, but most of their best songs were written by people that were kicked out of the band. You don't have to tell Beth me that. and Hard Luck Woman are the two best Kiss songs, other than Garth did a great cover other than Rock and Roll Night, and I think that uh, Peter Chris wrote them both. Yeah, so. He was the drummer? See, yeah. See, I like these people. See, this is a different side of it. 
you, I think you would like this stuff better. You could tell she listened to um, a lot of uh, No Doubt. Sure. Good. Which not no bad Doubt thing. has a lot of good punk tunes. The best punk tune they ever wrote though was "Excuse Me, Mister." That's a great fucking song. This is one of the best breakdowns. Like, you know, when they're just really going at it. But I like the fact that they they didn't pigeonhole themselves. They're like, we're yeah. going to sound like this. We're going to do ska. We're going to do, do some ska. We're going to do rock and roll. Exactly. We're going right. to have a ballad here and there. Um, one of my favorite songs by because it was Annie's favorite song. She said when she was a baby, Annie loved No Doubt. She would sit in her car seat and clap her hands and no doubt would play. Still does. It's amazing. Yeah. I've seen it. A giant car seat. Yeah. Because she's, tall, she's taller than me. She's six foot tall. <laughs> she, she's got to be 5'10". Yeah. Um, that's a tall lady. And she's a short one in her family, so she's got a complex. She, she slumps her shoulders. And I'm trying to get her out of knowing that. Oh, that's bad for your back, too. Well, I know. but And she's she's built like me, so she's, you know, I'm trying to get her to... Yeah. I mean, um, and she's beautiful, and I'm... I'm trying to get uh, everybody to fix their yeah, posture. Yeah, stand up and be proud because she's got a lot to be proud about. She's brilliant. She's a hard worker. She's she's in on Eastern Michigan's band, and they pl- and she's played one of their one of their games now. That's awesome. That fucking blows me away that my kid plays percussion for fucking Eastern Michigan. She's a snare. Or a uh, I think right now she's uh, she's cymbals right now, but that's, that's only neat. because that's where they stuck her. You know she she was good enough to be. You know, general percussion where she could play the snare and the play and the, the toms and the toms. Yeah, the, the the quads. Jet used to play the quads in um, uh, marching band. That's awesome. Yeah, he's now in uh, Red Audio, who had just dropped an album. If anybody was not aware of that, my friends, awesome Red Audio, the great guys. Three of the people in that band are my friend, and then there's Scott Hinkle. <laughs> you always shit on me and Scott's bromance every time yeah, we see each other. You and Scott should fuck. <laughs> no God, you guys should sixty nine. I think he'd bottom for you. Most men would bottom for me, sir. Oh well, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. No, but uh, most men, would <laughs> sir. Um, no, and she's uh, she does all her schoolwork. She makes great grades. She's gonna be. I mean, she's gonna be going to. She's gonna transfer to Michigan. Oh, and if the she, Wolverines. yes, and she's gonna be. I guarantee she's gonna be good enough to play band for Michigan's band. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She thinks she's not good enough. I was like, don't. She get her to transfer to WVU and play for Pride of West Virginia. I've told her about WVU, and I told her, you will never go to WVU. Too much drinking. Yeah, you are not allowed. She doesn't drink. It's every so, college is like. Well, that, I'm, so, but I'm afraid of things that ha- that are a peripheral of drinking. Because mm-hmm. I want, I don't want to go up there and murder an entire fraternity. And I will do that. Get her to learn jujitsu. Well, she's big and strong, and she can handle herself. She can wrestle. Yeah, yeah, she wrestled. You told me. Yeah, and you know she would be a match and more for any, you know, one guy. But you know, something terrible like that could happen. I can't, I can't believe I'm even thinking about this, but I'm just saying. Everybody that, worries about that. Everybody that has children sure, worries right. about and that. Right, and I tell her to always be careful. And she, if Aaron and Elena were still alive, they'd be worrying about it. Sure, you know, but they were murdered execution style. Right, stabbed through the assholes. <laughs> You sound like Russian when you say that. It was a stab through the assholes. It was stabbed through the assholes. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> um, okay, we uh, say so we we've established that you do like punk. Yeah, I don't hate punk, but just, the, but you just don't like it nearly as much as I do. Yeah. Well, it's my thing, and you know, and I and I'm going to be honest. In full disclosure, I knew at first it wasn't a midlife crisis thing because I just liked it. But as I got into it more, I did lean into it. I did. I'm like, yeah. this is what I like. This is. I've actually found something that I didn't have to force myself to like. That was the kicker. 
even with thrash i had to force myself to like thrash i really didn't like it that much i mean there were certain metallica songs that i got to really like one of course well most of their catalog man i was a big metallica i was a huge megadeth fan i made myself be a pantera fan i liked them on the first two albums didn't like them after that um the only never really like slayer pantera songs i've ever heard are the ones that would get played in the locker room before football games well i mean they're a great Bump, pump up yeah i would actually you know what song i used to listen to before i would go out walk no i well usually not the song i usually picked was slayer war ensemble okay we're gonna play that Holy that sounds awesome fucking balls war i would ensemble. do be doing push-ups in the fucking shower listen to that fucking song and people would to turn it off Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that is as thrashy as it gets. Get out of here. Wait till it kicks in. I mean, it gets more than that. What is this, like 250 beats per minute? Dave Lombardo was a fucking mess. Listen to that bass. He's just sitting there going like this. This is Slayer. Tom Araya singing. That's one of the reasons I love uh, Teenage Bot Rocket so much, ironically, because they love thrash. They have a they have a Kiss diss track called Bigger Than Kiss. Oh yeah, I heard that one. And uh, one of the lines is Ace Freely can play guitar, but he ain't no fucking Carrie King. <laughs> and the video is them like beating up Kiss and stuff. It's fucking awesome. I think you could take any any member of Kiss. Who do you think you have the best chance in the fight? Um, all of them. But who do you think you could really just lay a whopping on? Well, like, I, like they have no chance in, right, in their prime. Right, which members? Okay, yeah. In what, their no, I'm saying which members because there's been like 50 of them. original lineup. Of course, original lineup. Okay, Peter Chris, I would deck with one punch. Okay, um, Ace Freely would be drunk, so it would take me a couple to get him down, and he yeah. was tall, especially in the boots. Yeah, so I would have to chop him down. But he yeah, would, you do have to fight. Them he would not. He up. would not be able to land a, 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 an effective blow at all. Okay, uh, Gene Simmons, if he could get a kick on me with his uh, birthing baby birthing hips, that might hurt. But with his slam dip, flap dipperous arms, he flap dipperous. Yeah, he couldn't do anything with them. Um, uh, Paul Stanley, I like Paul Stanley. Can, I'll, actually, I read his book. I, I do like Paul Stanley. I love Paul Stanley. Yeah. He's a great fucking guy. <laughs> if you ever hear this, Paul, I'm sorry. You're the only member I've ever liked. Um, <laughs> and I, I have, apologize for and liking I haven't. Him. And I haven't. No, I'm saying a, you'll take it easy on him. You'll just choke him out. And yeah, let him and lay, lay him down like a baby. Like Paul, you're great. Okay, you got to do choreography later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. He might do some fight choreography and punch me. <laughs> just like he just does a kata. Do yeah, <laughs> he actually knows martial arts. I'm sure he does. Um, Why wouldn't he? With the kicks and stuff, that's one of the reasons. It's like David. Which Rudolph. member of? I was getting ready to say which Van member Halen? of Van Halen do you think he could whoop? Michael Anthony would be a load. He's a big boy. Gotta get a bull neck on him. Yeah. You know he's able to fight. Yeah. Sammy Hagar, I bet you, would be a scrapper. Yeah. Kind of low to the ground. Drunk. Right. Um, like, he, he'd sling a homemade tequila at you. Yeah. Probably some agave plants as well. Yeah. Like, get some of this agave. You know what I mean? Yeah, it throws it in your yeah. eyes. Hi! You know, so it's a... <laughs> This would be a great fucking stand-up bit. <laughs> Talk about the, the 80s bands you like to kick the shit out of and, why, and, and the pros and cons. First up for me is Poison. Poison, all of you at one time, you don't have a chance. That would just be like line them up and knock them down like the Keystone Cops. Yeah. <laughs> CeCe DeVille, of course, getting, you know, he's two feet tall, so he would his face would be in somebody's ass. 
Um, funny thing about Motley Crue, I actually like all of them. I like them as guys. As people. Yeah. I actually really like them. Tell, tell me I rules. despise their fucking music. Like, uh, kickstart, kickstart My Heart. My heart's great. great. Great tune. Not gonna, Especially not gonna, whenever the military rolls in on, on in South Park playing, because they finally get to work again. That's pretty fucking cool, actually. <laughs> um, but again, and I actually feel the most bad for Vince Neil. He lost his daughter. You know, that's just... A, what, did, he, did he quit looking, or... She died of cancer when she was oh. uh, like two. Oh God! And she was comforting him. That's that's the the mo- most awful part of that story. Is that he was crying at her, and she's like, "Don't worry, Daddy. It'll be you know." And it's it was crazy. Would you like to hear a Richard Cheese version of War Ensemble? Of course you would. Dick Cheese. Is this the guy that's on all the movies? And lounge against the machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I didn't mean to bring it down. Let's keep on that. On that, uh, uh, Eddie. I bet you Eddie would have been tough. Eddie Van Halen. Oh, he probably would have been tough. Alex would have been tough. Yeah, Alex had them drummer muscles. I mean, he he get them hands going. It'd be tough. Um, we've we've established that uh, that uh, poison would go down like you know my grandma. Um, let's see. Uh, one, you know, I, I bet who would be the surprisingly toughest member of this of this scenario we're talking about? Mm. Kip Winger. I yeah, bet you Kip, Kip Winger, Winger would throw hands with. He's him. too pretty. There's exactly. no way he doesn't know how to fight. Exactly. He's had to. Do, he's had. He's been in so many bar fights because he's so pretty. Exactly. And he's fucking everybody's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That he's probably an ass kicker. Yeah. I would still take him because I'm ugly and I don't and I don't care to get hit. Yeah. See, that's the thing. He would try to keep me away from his face, and I would do. If I'm going to be in a fight with somebody, I've already decided. Um, if somebody insults my girlfriend or anything like that, I'm going Wolverine on you and I'm going to, it's claws out. You're fucking, I'm going to kill you if I can. So that will set you against most people. Mm -hmm. Like, because Mm -hmm. you're just willing to be hurt. Hit me. I'm willing to be, I've been hit in fights before. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a guy that was never a real fighter. I've won every fight I've ever been in, but I hated it. But the last fight I was in was defending my ex-wife and I beat the dog shit out of this guy. And I backed up and I did a very Hollywood thing and told him to hit me. And he hit me. And I was just like, you hit like a bitch. And I fucking punched <laughs> me. That is an absolute true story. My ex-wife can corroborate that. Um, she said, it was, I was wearing a Superman shirt. She's like, it was actually like Superman was there because we saw a blue blur. And the guy was flying across the fucking parking lot. <laughs> like he was a tall guy. And I had him off the ground. And I was punching him like this. <laughs> and he was trying to hit me. And I mean, his he was a big guy, man. I mean, he's probably six foot. Eleven. He's probably six foot two. He probably went two hundred pounds. I mean, he he wasn't a small guy, but I was drunk, mm-hmm. um, and have that big Irish potato on my fucking shoulders. Yes, with that fucking thick ass skull. And he hit me, man. I mean, I I woke up the next day with bruises and shit. But I remember they pulled us apart the first time because I I beat him up twice. Um, they pulled us apart the first time, and he had a punk knot this big on his head and blood gushing down the side of his head, and I bent my wedding ring on his on his face. Mm. And then we were arguing again. I broke everybody up and said, I was like, I'm sorry. I was telling the guy, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just get out of here. You know, just, and I'm telling everybody, shut up, shut up, get in the car. You know, was this at the bar down the road? This was at Sound Factory. Oh. And, um, and my ex-wife, who always liked to run her mouth. They do. They and, I mean, do. and she's, she'll cop to that. But she, um, he, they were talking, she was talking shit to him and smacked this out of his truck. And he's a redneck. 
She's like, get his, get this fucking truck out of here. And he's like, hit it again. I was like, yeah, dude, you ain't going to hit talk to my wife like that. And I picked him up and I threw him in the back. And I, and the worst part about it is this is probably the, he probably, he probably tells the story and there was 10 of them, 10 of me to this day. I picked him up and his back door was open and I threw him in the back of his own truck and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so much so this girlfriend sitting on the, on the passenger side crying, like, don't hit him anymore. I'm like, I'm like, then get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, I turned into Shut Bill. up, lady, or you're next. <laughs> no, I turned into Bill Burr for a second. It's like, then get him the fuck out of here. You know, and it was like, it was actually, then I felt good because it's always fun to beat up an idiot. Well, and he started it. He started the whole thing. The way it started was, we're trying to leave the parking lot. Here's him sitting in the middle place. Here's us. Can't go around. It's at a Spyro's fucking lot, so they're packed in like fucking sardines. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of name that is, but it's, you know, um, Sparrows. Yeah. Spiros. It's, uh, some Greek guy that owns all the, exactly. Lots I was gonna say, he's gotta be, he's gotta be Greek. <laughs> he's doing, he's um, having a great time. <laughs> this guy makes money hand over fist. He's, he's probably an awesome guy too. Yeah, it's like, he's, uh, he's wearing a fucking, you know, chest hairs out. Fucking also, awesome guy. It's not a ridiculous amount to park. It's like five bucks for the night. No, it's That's not fine, but, but he capitalized good for him, but I'm saying it does sound like a Greek name. Um, so we were with another guy, um, and we'd been drinking all night, having a great time. Franton was there, and um, this guy got out of the, out of the car because he wouldn't move and kind of knocked on his window and said, hey, man, do you, would you mind pulling off the side? We're trying to get around in. And the guy just immediately fell off. Like, oh, no, we're fighting now. I'm going to his car. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we're all sitting there jawing, and he swung at this other guy and missed him and almost hit my wife. And that's when they said I exploded into fucking action and just beat the dog shit out of this guy. And I was just like, this isn't me. I don't do this kind of thing. And I don't to this day. But that night, there was a rage inside of you. There was a, just, be just enough liquor and beer in my system. And I, was, I really loved my ex-wife. You know what I mean? And he almost hit her. And if you hit the woman that I love or almost hit the woman or my daughter or my mom, I will fucking kill you. I will fucking kill you. So it's like, you know, that's when I have no fear of anything. If you kill me and you're going to have to, you know, at that point. Um, but no, I mean, as uh, you know, back to the original point, the bands, uh, we could do a whole fucking show on that. Um, we're almost 40 minutes in. We have almost done a whole entire show on it. That's I'm trying to think of the hair metal bands because I hated them. Janie Lane, who who passed away, who's the lead singer of Warrant, mm-hmm. was actually trained to be a boxer in his youth, and I actually liked him. He, because he gave the most honest interview. I think it was him, and he was the most honest about the career. He said, yeah, I knew we were playing stuff that was not great. He's like, I'm a musician, you know, I was, but I also was a young man. I wanted to make money and all that kind of thing. And he hated cherry pie, hated that fucking song. And he said, that song nearly destroyed my life because then I'm the cherry pie guy and I'm eating cherry pie. I'm in a cherry pie eating contest and I'm all kinds of shit because that's my claim to fame. And he's like, and I hated it. And they had lots of good songs. Heaven is a good song. Uncle Tom's Cabin was a good song. You know, I'm not a big hair metal guy, but I don't keep shitting on it. I mean, you can shit on the way they acted towards people and the shit that they did to, um, to women and all that stuff, and they were awful, a lot of them. But that didn't keep women from lining up for it. You know what I mean? So uh, are you playing Uncle Tom's Cabin? Sure. It has a great beginning, too. It actually showcases their their talent. Skid Row. Skid Row, you'd have a fucking fight on your hands. Yeah. A big fight on your hands. Someone you pop, you might. Sebastian Buck's like six foot four or some shit. Ropey as shit. You know, if I could get inside of him, I'd tear him up because I'm way stronger than he is. 
But if he could keep me at arm's length, he'd beat the shit out of me. I couldn't get to him. You know, he's got if he establishes the jab early. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna do this thing because mm. I do do that somewhat when I'm even play fighting, like the rocking moving target, and then it gives you you can come off the back foot and fucking plant one. I mean, that's Mike Tyson, peekaboo style, custom auto style fighting. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd be best at because that's the way I'm built. All the power is here. Well, I said that. You're like a here. white Mike Tyson. No, God, no. I'm just saying I'm built more like that than a boxer that can jab. So Mike Tyson was, well, I mean, we're kind of similar. I'm built more like Joe Lewis. No, Joe Frazier. I'm built more like him. I've got long arms for being a short guy. So, um, I'm not saying I can ever land a punch like Joe Frazier. He had the most devastating left hook in boxing history. It's a great song, man. It's not bad. Wait till the chorus. The chorus is awesome. I actually kind of liked Warrant. You know, of all the... You know, they tried to step out and do something different. It's a good rock tune, man. Um, Faster Pussycat. I like them because... During their concerts, they'd actually do rap and try to branch out and all kinds of stuff. And they were, you know, I would—I guarantee that if I ever met a lot of these guys, I would really like them. Yeah, they're probably nice guys. Well, sure. Um, there's some that I would despise. CC Deville, I know I would despise. Gravelly voice—he's very—he was very needling to people. I would end up beating the shit out of him. But you know, Brett Michaels is a nice guy. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's not handling the balding very well. Not very well. No. <laughs> he's got a lot of accoutrement in yeah. his hair. Um, hey man, you got a lot of shit on your head. head. That's what I was getting ready to say, <laughs> Tedberg. Um, the guys in White Line would probably be pricks because they were almost stars in one good song. Um, and actually, my ex-wife talked about going down to see them in Huntington, and she had a huge thing for his name's Mike Tramp was the name of the the guy who's the I don't even know if that's a real name. Um, and she said he was such a prick that it even turned her off. Like, mm. and she likes arrogant assholes, you know. So, you know. I was like, man, that guy must have been must have been a, a real piece. She's yeah, like, she was like, yeah, <laughs> he really was. Um, I don't know. That's that's enough on that subject. That's a fun subject, though. Yeah, thrash bands would be a lot tougher. Yeah, um, Slayer would win a bar fight. They were all big. They were all um, they were pretty muscular. You know, punk bands that would go back and forth. The Ramones couldn't win a, couldn't win a fight to save their fucking no. life. No. Uh, the Misfits, though, yeah, you'd have a fucking, you'd get bloody in that one. Doyle on Frankenstein was like six foot five, and he worked out like a motherfucker. Well, imagine the uh, Black Flag whenever Henry. Oh, Jesus was Christ! There's a story. Well, there's the story, and I don't know if it's true. I don't even know if this is true. Somebody, I, I think I've heard this one time that in one of the books by Henry Rollins, he's discussing them chasing uh, Vince Neil or one of them down an alley, and kicking the shit out of him. I don't know if this story is true. I don't even know if the source, I, I, I can't confirm the source, but the line apparently in the book went, I thought he'd had enough. Glenn apparently didn't think so because <laughs> him and Glenn Danzig were beating the shit out of Vince Neil. Um, I like Henry Rollins, but Henry Rollins has his foibles. That I sometimes don't like he's, he's a fame hound in a lot of ways. Um, He's a very intelligent guy. Yeah. His writing's um, really good. Oh yeah, he's he's an excellent writer. Um he's a good spoken word guy. He's not he's not necessarily a comedian, but his spoken word is poignant. It's it can be very funny. One of his best ones, if you've never seen it, is called You Saw Me Up There. It's a good fucking show. 
He's talking about, he, and he's honest about himself too. That's one of the things I like him. As a matter of fact, to take that back, there's nothing I don't like about Henry Rollins. <laughs> um, I think I was piggybacking on something that somebody else said. This kratom hit me fucking hard. I'm running my fucking nice. mouth. Nice. Um, it's because I didn't take any all day, other than my morning dose. It actually helped my my GERD. That's what I think it is. Your epiglottis. Um, my just the whole fucking system is hurts. Yeah. I think it helped me create gas and getting it up. But anyway, um, you know, uh, black flag, like we said, you, you'd, that'd be a tough one. Um, and some of them are just like the sex pistols, bunch of pacey Englishmen, but they'll fucking fight you. Oh yeah. And, and don't care to lose. That's the thing. (laughs) Exactly. Then actually that's a better story to tell. This fucking bloke knocked my fucking teeth out. Knocked my teeth out. So it'd be fun to fight them, I think. It'd be great because they'd buy you drinks after. Yeah, after and I'm sober, but if I got in a fight with the sex pistols, I'm drinking. Absolutely. If I go into Ireland, I'm drinking. You want to do favorite things? Let's do it. Remember what I told you earlier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're answering. She gave me a little sticker at the end. Aww. Yeah, that's the favorite, the first favorite thing. Um, It's horror movie season. Starting to get cool. We all know how much I love horror movies. The Halloween party is again on for this year. Um, J-Mo said he might come as J-Mo invited. Yeah, absolutely. I would like all the guys to come. Jet. Jet. J-Mo. Nope. Nope. No? Nope. 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 Not Scott? Nope. Nope. Would y'all will shatter? Nope. nope. Hey. Nope. Yes. Nope. I'm putting on this shindig. You just sit over there and be quiet. Um, now, we're having the big... Uh, last year was a big success, I thought. Yeah. And we had a great time. We got high. Um, you guys drank booze. Ate a lot of shit that was bad. I did not drink booze. Did you not? But you smoked the Delta 8. I did. Was it any good? It's fine. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to get real weed this year. Uh, lots of Kratom, of course. I had Kratom. I was trying to do Kratom, Kratom cocktails, but I don't think it worked out. I think everybody just ended up taking some. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, you'd really have to do something strong to mask it. But anyway. Um, I've heard if you mix Kratom with like fatty liquids, like uh, milk. No, no or, that's kava. Hmm. Kava is uh, the stuff in it has to be potentiated by fat. You know, um, I don't think that Kratom is an alkaloid. So I don't think the alkaloids are dependent upon fat. I don't think they're fat soluble. It's just what I've heard. Well, I'm just saying that that's it might be. I know. I, know. I know. I launch into explanations about everything. It's so hard to get it to even mix in with water. Yeah, water has to be kind of warm. You know, actually, and water that's too hot kills the. Uh, it breaks down the structure so much that you can't. That it's it'll, okay in coffee. Yeah, well, I made us those uh, out of the Keurig that one time. That were really good. Um, anyway, so I'm watching horror movies. It is a. Toss up what my, what my favorite horror movie is. Return of the Living Dead is probably it, but it's, it's just after it's is Halloween two. Oh yeah, that was the hit of the night. Everybody loved watching that movie. We're watching that again this year. 
that's going to be a thing every year. We're going to watch, we're going to watch Return of the Living Dead, but we're going to watch another one. We're going to we're going to rotate that, you know, the other movie. So uh, Halloween two, of course, another great one. I'm going to go home and watch that Halloween this three. Oh, I meant Halloween three. Sorry, because yeah. I got that in Friday the Thirteenth mixed up. Yeah, Halloween three, the departure from Michael Myers. Fucking love it. It is so out there and great. And everybody gives me, unless the people who are cool, uh, give me the the worst look when I tell them that. They're like that movie sucks. I'm like you suck. Mm-hmm. But then I the, then there's the secret ones when I wear my silver shamrock novelty shirt. Fucking awesome, man. They they love it. Um. So. I was watching, but in that list is Friday the 13th part two, which I love. It's, uh, of course, it's the first one where Jason is, is the killer. Cause of course, Mrs. Voorhees was the killer in the first one. It was also before the hockey mask. Um, he didn't get the hockey mask till part three. Um, and the cast, there was a one of the girls I was totally in love with, Marta Kober, who is, man, she's something. Um, she had a really bad life story and she doesn't look good at all now. Sorry, Marta, but it's truth. Um, I think she listens. No, but I'm just saying if they would ever happen to happen. Um, and that's not her fault. You know, addiction is, a, is an awful, terrible thing. But then uh, the, the one of the girls in his name, Lauren Marie Taylor, I think is her last name. Yes. And um, another guy in it was a guy who passed away. He was from Charleston, Tom, uh, or uh, part two, Friday thirteenth. Yeah, Tom. Uh, it's, it's something with a D. I'm, I'm terrible even with movie stars' names sometimes. Um, and he was from Charleston. Well, his first scene, um, she's pushing him in a wheelchair because he's a guy, he's a guy in a wheelchair, and he's and he's wearing a CCHS a battered CCHS T shirt. And I'm looking at that as like, I know he was from West Virginia. I know he's from Charleston. That's a Charleston Catholic High School t-shirt. Tom I, McBride. Tom McBride. That's what it is. Um, and I sent her a, le- a message saying, Lauren, I know you're busy and all that stuff. And I know you're famous and you. this is going to be completely out for left field. But there's a shirt that, that he's wearing that I think is a Charleston Catholic High School shirt. And she answered me, which is the coolest fucking thing ever. And she said, um, it probably Damn, he was only 42. I know exactly, dude. It, he, it was, it was in the nineties. So he complications from age. Yeah. Um, he's one of the, you know, most awful casualties of that man is one of the most awful runs of, in disease history. But, um, well, not really. I mean, smallpox was way worse, but sex, the fact that it was sexually transmitted made yeah. that much worse. And the, and the fact that it hit certain communities, um, that's why the government didn't really want to do anything about it. It's only hitting gay people. They don't count. Um, so she answered me and she said, it probably was, I guess, because we had to wear our own clothes, you know, at the beginning. But then the prop guys gave us clothes when we got murdered, you know, so they could match the blood up and stuff and do all this stuff. And I, and I was so floored that she actually answered me. And um, that was a favorite thing. Um, another favorite thing, Red Dawn. I watched Red Dawn again this week and I really have gotten into it. Like apparently it was really controversial when it came out. Uh, John Milius has got directed it. John Milius is a right wing director that is non-existent in Hollywood. And <laughs> yeah. most especially in the eighties when it was so, it was almost, it was probably as polarized as it, as it is now. No, that's a, that's a lie. Um, 
Donald Trump is way more polarizing than Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was actually a, you know, for what they wanted him to do, a decent president. He was a piece of shit, I think, but they thought he was good. Um, even some of the people on the left thought he was okay. He was a steady hand on the tiller, let's say. But he made a movie, and apparently uh, the Soviets hated it and put pressure on Hollywood and Washington to say something tonight, to get it to not be, to be yanked from theaters and all that stuff. John Milley has told him to go fuck themselves. Um, and I respect him for it. Um, I've, I've read about him. I don't like right wing shit. I don't agree with anything he stands, but I tell you what, I agree with somebody standing up to something being compelled. And that was, that is John Milius. John Milius also directed Conan the Barbarian. Sure did. So, um, and that's a great fucking movie. Oliver Stone wrote that one. Um, he wrote, I think he helped write Red Dawn too. You've seen Red Dawn. Yeah. I've seen both versions. Oh God. The second one's fine. There isn't another version. It doesn't exist. It's fine. It's, they just changed the baddies to, uh, North Korea. It sucks. That see, it doesn't fit. The, one of the best parts of the movie though, they're all good in it. You know, you got a young Charlie Sheen. You've got a young, uh, C. Thomas Howe. I hate him, but he was, he, and he was C. Thomas Howe in it. So I don't like him, but in that he, was especially especially C. Thomas Howley, so it fit the role, so it was good. Um, he had a very young Leah Thompson, Aaron Gray. Um, oh, he wrote that uh, John Milius wrote Red Dawn, and he got credit for the new version of Red Dawn. He Remember that uh, movie or video game Homefront? Yes. No, yeah, it's he Red wrote Dawn. That. Yeah. That was actually He, he a wrote Homefront? Yeah. I played Homefront. He got credit it for it. It is wickedly hard. Yeah. It is wickedly fucking hard. So hard I didn't. I, I mean, I liked it, but I couldn't play it. Um, I never finished it. It was so. Yeah, I could barely. Clear and present could, danger. Pretty good. He directed that. He wrote it. Oh, and what, he has more writing credits than uh, anything. He's, else. He was, dude. There's a documentary about him, and they and they talk about you know he's you know what he is. The character on uh, the Big Lebowski, John Goodman's character is John Milius. Yeah, that they based him on John Milius. God, John Milius wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah, he did. I forgot about that one. I didn't really, but then I, you know, you jog my memory. Um, Magnum Force. Yeah, he wrote him, dude. He was all those crazy action movies from the fun. Dirty Harry, Evil yeah. Can Evil. Yeah. Huh. Um, John Milius. He. Steven Spielberg and um, George Lucas and all of them were friends with him and were in awe of him. And I think it's partly physically because he's a big dude. And he's like, he's a, he's a big dude like like we are. You know, he, he's muscular, but he carries on a little bit of fat. And to those little tiny pipsqueaks, you know, he must have been a terrifying figure. You know what I mean? But he's also a really nice person. Um, and, you know, I really want to dip into this documentary and see if it's, uh, I, think it, I think it would be really good. Um. So there's that. Uh, well, no, I was going to say that my favorite part of the movie is a totally unappreciated for how good he actually was. Powers Booth. Powers Booth was a great fucking actor. I don't think he ever got nominated for an Oscar or anything, man. I, I hope he did, but I, I'm not aware. He played uh, Curly Bill Brosis in um, Tombstone. Great fucking role. Um, he played, uh, he was in Sin City. He was in Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, he was in Avengers. I forgot. Um, he was one of the people's on that, one of the uh, dignitaries. That, yeah, he was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, Sin City, Dame to Kill. But for. the best thing, well, he was in the first one too. Yeah. Um, the best thing about it though is he plays a colonel in it. 
that was got shot down. And it's one of the best parts of the movie where he's describing how the whole thing went down. Just his diction and the way he's, you know, the way his voice sounds. He's got a very Texas accent, very American. You know what I mean? He's talking about, he's like, uh, the whole, uh, Something uh, Cuban army just waltzed up into the Great Plains. We turned him back to Cheyenne, talking about that and all that stuff. It's fucking awesome, you know. And then they ask him the best part of the speech is just like, "Well, who we got on our side?" Because they're asking, he's like, six hundred million screaming Chinamen." Like, aren't there a billion screaming Chinamen? And he takes drink whiskey. Said there were. He throws it, <laughs> fired it, blazes up. You got to see that scene. Um, go back watch that movie. You won't be disappointed. Which movie is it again? Red Dawn. Okay. Um, so there's that. Um, started playing The Last of Us 2 again. I forgot how great of a fucking game that actually is. Um, it's, uh, I'm in one of the hardest parts of the game where there's this thing called the Rat King. Hey, Red Dawn's on HBO. Is it? I can watch it right after Awesome. This. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it recently with my mom. Right. And, of course, she remembers the Cold War. Well, I remember it. I remember the Cold War. She remembers it all of it. Keenly, because I was, uh, well, yeah, it's from the 60s on. I was afraid of it because of nuclear war. It was a constant threat. And it, I, even back then, I was a neurotic kid. So I, I shared a meme. I had nightmares week. about uh, nuclear war all the time. Um, I shared a meme this week about the Cold War. And it's pretty funny. I think I've seen it. It's uh, the cat. Yeah, neither. Wearing, neither. The fuck you doing over there? And then yeah. it's the other cat right. standing on the other side basically says the same thing except right. for it's in Russian. Language. Right. Nobody was going to do anything. No. Um, the closest we came was the Cuban Missile Crisis, and after that, everybody saw how bonkers that shit was going to be, and as as strong a posture as both of us took, we were both like, we mutually assured we don't want to do this. Yeah. The earth dies if we do this. Everything dies. Right. Well, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Nature would eventually recover. Yeah. But we would be gone. Um, Which is a good thing. Well, uh, for that, everything that's, else, that's actually I had a breakthrough talking to a right wing person who doesn't believe in climate change. And I told them, I was like, listen, I was just like, you are looking at it the wrong way. I said, the planet is not going anywhere. No, we're not destroying it. We are. And if we keep doing this stuff, the our tenuous grasp on this on this planet and its a livability is, as I just said, tenuous. If it just changes a few degrees, we're fucked. It's happened before. The Black Death was a product of global cooling. What do you think is going to happen with the global warming? You know what I mean? Because then it changes the dress. That's a whole other thing. But um, so uh, The Last of Us Part 2, of course, it was controversial. I like things that are controversial because they make people think. It was controversial because uh, they killed off Joel in the first hour, I think. Yeah, very uh, brutally, too. Yeah, and um, but his ghost is in the rest of the game. And I'm not talking about a walking, talking ghost. I'm just talking about his fingerprints are all over it. Yeah, it's like a because he's such a strong character. Troy Baker, if there's an Oscar, and I think there kind of is for video game stuff. Yeah, I think he won it. So did Ashley Johnson. Um, matter of fact, I think Ashley Johnson was going to be up for an MCU role, and it kind of got just got written out. I'm under the impression it might have been Captain Marvel. Hmm. She would have been a tremendous Captain Marvel. Way different than Brie Larson. You know, more. Uh, Self-deprecating, funny kind of Captain Marvel. You know, Brie Larson doesn't do self-deprecation very well. I mean, she does power and stuff good, and I like her. I like her a lot. In that She's role. very hot. Yeah, um, my favorite thing in any of the movies that she's in is when Thanos tries to headbutt her and it doesn't do anything, and he's had the shocked look on his face. Wham! And she's just like, he's you know. Anyway, that's great. Um, 
What else? Well, we just did see. We saw Shang Chi. Um, B minus. Um, the kung fu scenes. A plus are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it started out as a I'd put it up there solid A. John Wick. I mean, yeah, the kung fu scenes. The kung fu scenes. But uh, some of the stuff was absolutely not good. Um, I don't know the motive. Like, where did the rings come from? Did I miss that? They're uh, going to get into that. Okay. You know what it is? It's Eternals technology. Okay. It's linked to the Eternals. Um, That is something I'm way excited about is the Eternals. Um, It's written by an Oscar winner, uh, directed by an Oscar winner. There's no way it's not going to be good. Um, We have Richard Madden, who is essentially in that trailer becoming Marvel Superman. Icarus isn't. uh, That's who he's playing. It's the name of that character. Um, He's not nearly as powerful as Superman. But I don't know if they're going to change that for this. They might, but they don't want to steal any of Brie Larson's thunder. You know what I mean? They're trying to sell her as Marvel Superman. And they kind of did in the comics, but Captain Marvel wouldn't win in a slugfest with Superman. She just wouldn't. So, um, Thanos would be laughable to Superman. Yeah. Flick. It just would be, you know, he might he might land a shot and Superman like take you know, the Infinity Gauntlet and shove yeah, up Thanos' ass. I mean, any, the the entire Marvel, the entire Avengers lineup, Thor might be able to land something on him, and then he'd be like, "Well, that kind of stunt." And then hey, just trying to knock Thor hey, out. Hey, come it. on, man! He'd also probably be able to pick up the hammer. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's worthy. Well, he's a hero. Yeah. Um, I. Like I said, it couldn't. It just didn't seem to decide what it was going to be. Yeah, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, liked I had the movie. a good time watching. I did. It I, did. I laughed during a lot. the fight scenes. But also, I hate to say this, it is Marvel formulaic now. Yeah, the way they drop the jokes, all that stuff. With the other cast, even though I saw that stuff coming, it was always funny. You believed it too, right? I think that they had the actors. And they're young. They might get better. I just don't think the actors are quite as good as Hemsworth and Evans and those guys. Those guys are genius. They're so fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, when and, and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd rules. That On Endgame, when they're talking about the time heist and all that stuff, and they're dropping... And Robert Downey Jr., my God, his absence is a chasm. Like, it's just... What they need to do, in my opinion, is keep acknowledging the fact that we don't have Cap, we don't have Iron Man, we don't have all these people, and these are essentially our gods now. And we're not going to have anybody that can stack up to them, but we're going to try. That's what I think the MCU should go for a while. Then you have the X-Men step up, and you're going to have more iconic characters. Um, Wolverine, of course. Um, Doctor Strange is on the, he's growing on on the, the, on the high... Yeah. Uh, he's great. On the higher power level, he's super powerful. Um she-Hulk will be great. Shulk. Um, that's actually what they call her in the comic, Shulky. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to be great. Uh, you're going to have all the mutants come in. Deadpool, he's going to be great. MCU's going to have to take a different tack. It's not that stuff anymore. It's not the original Marvel movies anymore. It's just not. And that doesn't mean it can't be as good. It just has to change. It just has to change its complexion. And I'm not talking about race or anything. I'm just talking about the way they sell it to you. They also, I, should, I think they should have, in Shang-Chi, acknowledged more of the events that happened in the other movies. They didn't do that enough. Or really at all. Exactly. Yeah. That was a major misstep. That should be something that is a constant thing now that they need to acknowledge that the world is a different place now. It's almost like we went on a... On a our world was, our, was Marvel's world. 
until the first Iron Man movie. Then it branched off and became something different. Can you imagine? I'm just saying this, and I know this is where everybody'd roll their eyes and stuff. Can you imagine a movie where we actually had to acknowledge the fact that Donald Trump is a fucking president? You know what I mean? It doesn't fit because he's not a heroic person at all, and he's not a leader. If you, I mean, you can do that with other presidents, though, too. You can do it with Obama. You could do it with, you know, even though they have things we didn't like about him, they were steady, sober, you know, people like that. And you could imagine a world where they would exist in the MCU. That world is gone. Our world is completely different now. And, and it's the Marvel world would collapse under the weight of the reality of this world. So they don't have COVID in the Marvel world. They need to not put that stuff in there because it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist there. Yeah, they have the blip to deal with. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Thing that's that what they, I'm, they're going to have extraterrestrials. Mutants are going to be a thing. Uh, the Eternals coming out. All this stuff. You know, that's going to have to be. And that's one of the reasons now that you get normal people backed into a corner where they don't like superpower beings anymore. They're trying to do that. And, and I, they're not doing it hard enough. They need to do it harder because mutants are going to be unwelcome when they finally appear. Because then it's going to be like, well... Cap took a serum. Iron Man was in a suit. Hulk got irradiated and well, with the super soldier serum and all kinds of stuff. You know, all these other things. These are heroes that were made and they, you Black know. Black is just a lady. Well, true, but they were heroic because they had a thing that set them apart. Mutants, they could be your next door neighbor. You don't know who they are and they, yeah. could, be, and they could be dangerous. You know what I mean? Because as much as they love the, the heroes in these movies, they still are dangerous and have killed lots of people. People are they they did acknowledge that and they're starting to get tired of it. You know, that's where you get the Sokovia Accords and all that shit. Um they just need to lean into it a little bit harder. Um Shang Chi is a is a good it's a good time out. I'll probably never watch it again. No, nah, probably it was won't. Fun. it's a good outing. Um uh The Eternals is the one I'm waiting for, and Spider Man. Um The Eternals is next. Spider-Man after that and then I do, I've, I've rewatched the Spider-Man movies multiple times there's so much they're fun, fun. There, it's a good time I've said this before and this is something that Shang-Chi lacked this is another observation Shang-Chi was like a really good DC movie you know what I mean yeah a really good DC movie is not as good as a bad Marvel movie Man of Steel is Good in hindsight, but it's not. It, it's still not as good, nearly as good as Marvel movies. Just not. Um, you know, they're they're just not not as good. Um, and all the other Marvel movies feel like Marvel. A Spider Man movie feels like Spider Man. It feels like the the feeling you get when you open the comic and you and you realize the world or you're playing the game and all that stuff. It gives you a feeling here. Mm-hmm. Spider Man does that. And so do all the other things. Even though the Avengers are different from the how they, how they on the car, they powered them down some and all that stuff because you just can't have otherworldly powerable, you know, until we're going to have the Eternals being that way and stuff like that. You need something to match them. And then you need to raise the stakes slowly or things are just ridiculous. So, but even then, it felt like the Avengers. It felt like things like that. Captain America, my God. The first Captain America movie, you don't get a better comic book movie than that. In, in my opinion, that might be the best comic book movie because it really kicked everything off. Iron Man's great, but Iron Man could have been a standalone thing and not involved in anything else. Mm-hmm. Captain America, due to its sheer iconic nature, 
and the way it was made. And it, that's where also kind of where our world diverged from the real world. We have World War II in our world, but we don't have Cap. So, you know, it is our world, but it's a it's like a, a, a Kang thing. It's a it's a branch of a timeline. We're in a world where we have no superheroes, and I'm sure the other people, like the other Kang, the Kang, if he existed, would look at this like, man, what a boring ass fucking place, <laughs> you know. Um, so Shang Chi, uh, I, I would I would say go see it, but don't. Uh, I think I had my hopes up a bit too high as well. So um, because Marvel has never disappointed me, and that kind of stat- bit him on the ass this time. Um, Still, it's a B plus. I'd say B minus. B minus. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not. A, and there are parts of the movie that were really good, like especially the emotional stuff with his mom, and even parts with his dad and stuff like that were great. Into in a different movie where you didn't have Disney shit going on, all kinds of stuff, it would have been fantastic. If you didn't have Aquafina, I'm sorry, not delivering. She just yeah. did not deliver. Very so, wooden. Yeah, very. Uh, I can tell I'm I can tell that she was acting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Never could tell that with any of the rest of the cast on any of the other super superhero movies ever. And when you have one person doing that, it brings everybody around them down. Even that last scene, Wong is great. Um even with them, it was kind of like you can feel it that they're not quite into it. You know what I mean? Because they know this isn't quite what the other thing was. Um, even when uh, Captain Marvel, spoiler, Captain Marvel and uh, Dr. Banner showed up at the end, they didn't feel the same. I don't know if you felt that. Uh, but you, we look at things differently. I'm hypercritical about things. I know I'm that way. I thought it was fine. I just thought it was weird that he was dead, Bruce Banner again. They're going to explain that in She-Hulk. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I mean, uh, is that a movie or a series? Series. Okay. And it's going to be fourth wall breaking. It was a great comic. Is a really great comedy. Apparently, her and Deadpool are going to be best buddies. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because they can both wink at the camera. So, um, I hope they work that Deadpool thing into the into the timeline too. They like address that. Like, there's a world out there where they're watching a movie of you, but you really exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can do that with a good enough touch. They can really work that in. It would be a cool really fourth wall breaking thing like you know we're in the mcu because deadpool put us there you know so um so that was good uh what if this week was great dr strange episode Um, i haven't got to see it yet i um, forgot about it what else um no new music haven't read anything um well i'm starting to read uh tad williams new book comes out in a couple months so i'm gonna reread uh the, the first two books of the last king of Austin Ard. Uh, in that note, uh, wheel of time, the wheel of time trailer dropped. It was pretty cool. It's going to be good. It um, looks pretty cool. Uh, I like the fact, I know you didn't know what I was talking about, the, but the thing with the M, the murderal, it's that thing that didn't have a face with its mouth opening up. Oh yeah. Th- those things are awesome. That's going to be a cool villain. Um, are you going to play it? I'll play the uh, official teaser trailer. <laughs> The wheel of time turns. The wheel of time keeps on turning. And ages come and pass. Leaving memories that become legend. I like the music choice. Very ominous. 
a great choice for that role. She rules. Yeah, Rosalind so, Pike. She's so good. All over the world, there are different names for it. Her name is Moraine de Modred. But it's one thing. One power. And women who can touch it. We protect the world. Fucking epic, dude. I think they're really going to hit a home run with this one. No matter what happens, an angry face, a heartbreak, the wheel keeps turning. I like that they're sharing some cast with Game of Thrones. That's, cool. That's a cool thing. Our friends. Those big things with the goat legs are trollocs. Fuck yes. Looks like it might be pretty good. Um, I wonder if they'll drop the entire thing at once or if they'll do a week by week deal. I hope they just drop it all at once. I like it when they do that better. Stranger Things can do it. Anybody can do it. Um, one of my favorite parts about it is, spoiler alert, the main character kid is from this, one of my favorite fictional peoples of any fantasy book called the Aiel. They were once a group of pacifists who were served in this golden age of civilization. They were just servants. They respected and you To kill an Aiel was to kill like killing a child because they would not raise a hand in their own defense. There is a point in the books where... The IEL in those in, in this time and this period are nasty, fucking horrifying, terrifying warriors. And they have they veil their faces before they kill. They won't use a sword. They use spears, bucklers, uh, uh, horn bows, uh, long knives and shit like that. They will not touch a sword because the sword is designed to kill only a human being. That is the last thing left of their the last thing left of their pacifism. So hmm. it's fucking awesome the way and the way they set it up. The clan chiefs of the Aiel have to go to this city called Ruidian, and they have to go through these rings. They use the one power to show you the history of the Aiel race. They're all redheaded. They're obviously based on Irish people because um, Robert Jordan was a proud Scots-Irish person. Um, and they start at the at the beginning where they're still servants, and they take you down through generations through each each character's eyes to show you how the Aiel became what they became. And one of the coolest parts is the reason they veil their faces is because it was after the breaking of the world and these people are killing some of the Aiel and one of the Aiel picks up a knife and kills a guy. And he goes to his mom and he's covered in blood and she looks at him and says, she throws a piece of fabric at him and says, cover your face out of son who looked like that one time and he's dead to me. Ooh. Yeah, so um, so they won't, they, won't ki- they won't kill without veiling. So he, Robert Jordan almost might be the best for world building other than anybody. He's not the best writer. Let's just get that right on the table. Some of his books weren't good, but his world building was flawless. Uh, You have the borderlands, which are very samurai-esque. You know, um, the one character you saw who looks like an Asian guy. um, I can't remember his name. He doesn't have an Asian name, but he's an Asian guy. Um, Bill Hendricks. It's something like Daniel, Daniel Henney or something like that. And he, um, 
he's the last king of this uh, borderland city called Malkiri, and um, he's a very important character in the whole thing. Um, I like the fact that it and the books were very um, multicultural because the world had become, you know, you have all these different types of people, and then they all have, you know, he, you have the sea folk who almost never get off their their ships. Um, they live the life live life on the ship. You have people in the Iel waste, the Iel. Then you have the Borderlanders who live next to the Blight. That's where all the Trollocs and Murdles and all that stuff come from. Then you have um, one of my favorite, the Shanchen, who are this very almost also Japanese style group of people, and they have this very stratified society, and they have monsters they ride on and shit. It's fucking awesome. It's going to cost a fortune to make that shit, so it better be a hit or they'll cut it off. So. Um, it's thir- it's like fifteen book thirteen to fifteen books long. Oh, good lord! Yeah, and I read them all, and it took me twenty five years. Man. So yeah, I mean, I wonder how many books they'll cover per season. Um, I would say that you could cover a couple of books. Well, no, the Eye of the World is the first book. It will have to stand alone. You can blend the Great Hunt and all that stuff in together because they they have corresponding storylines and all that stuff that you can do. Like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, by the end, was not covering one book. It was covering different stuff. So you start a series, and you usually start in one book, and then by the end, you're blending them all together. So, um, But that's it for me. I mean, that's it's a bunch of stuff. but it's, Pretty neat. Yeah. Pretty neat. Um, for me, I would say Chang chi was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the fighting. The scaffolding fight was Yeah, that was good. that was great. The dragon fight was dope. Yeah, it was. Um, but... Uh, I don't. I don't care about these people. <laughs> no, that's the thing. They didn't establish them. Um, yeah, I do. I did not care about. I wanted to. In it. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I thought the main and, guy Shang Chi was very good. At one point, I did, and then it just kind of petered out. I'm like, oh, okay, guys. The fighting was dope. Uh, a little bit of the story was like the mom and dad. They were dope. Yeah. But the uh, Michelle Yeoh was awesome. Fighting, awesome. Mm. It's as good as hand to hand combat scenes as you'll see anywhere. Which is yeah, great. It's what it should have stuck to. It's just been a uh, just kung be fu flick. A really long kung fu movie. Right. Great. Tremendous. Um, played disc golf yesterday. Me and JMO went to Princeton, Glenwood Park to play. It's uh, alongside of a, a nice little lake. They have paddle boats. They have putt-putt. Uh, they have a walking trail throughout the entire thing. Um, we played two rounds. First round, we played with a guy that was just there, and, we, and he knew his way around the course. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. His name was Jeff, 60 years old, and this dude could sling. Really? Yeah. He, he's been playing for about a year and a half now, and he could he could huck it pretty good. That's awesome. And um, I was even through the first 10 holes on our, in our first round, and I finished at 11 over. That's good, right? For my first time playing a course, and I've only been playing for five months. That doesn't seem bad I to me. I shouldn't be so angry about it but i was very angry about sure. it because i was even through the first 10 holes right i got a birdie on hole 10 to bring me back to even and then it just got harder you saying you were you were saying you're at par i was even par okay which is i was happy with gotcha i thought you meant you were even with jeff no no <laughs> i was going to say that's impressive i was beating everyone oh awesome yeah i was beating everyone through the first 10 holes and then everything just fell apart right i started piling up bogeys i it's not as much fun whenever you get seven bogeys in a row as it is whenever you spread them out a little bit right <laughs> but uh um it's a fun course it's a good course we're playing a tournament up there in a few weeks me and jmo and um 
we played the second round. First, Jamo's very first shot off the tee. We didn't do any warm up shots at all. We putted around the practice basket for a little while, and I threw a couple practice drives for fun. Mm-hmm. But he he just decided to throw one off the tee, and it just went right into the water. And it was his favorite disc. Oh shit! I felt really bad, <laughs> but we couldn't find it once it was in the water. Yeah. Um. It was good. I, I hit some pretty good putts there in the first first half of the front front of the first round. Second round, I was only 10 over, but the bogeys were spread out more. Right. And I did keep it to um, single bogeys for the most part. I think I did have one double, which I hate. I hate, 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 hate. I was missing putts. They were hitting the cage or hitting the, uh, hitting the chains and, and bouncing out. I hate that. And then they would roll away, and I would turn a par or even a birdie into a bogey. That's disgusting. <laughs> I hate that. But it was—it's a fun course, and uh, I look forward to going up and playing it again. The the tolls are ridiculous. To get sure, shit. Four dollars at one of them. Seventy-five cents at one of them. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Definitely. Can't you just find a? Can you find a? It's forty minutes longer to avoid the tolls. Mm, that is a bit long uh, to get around yeah. tolls. Yeah. Sometimes, Especially when you, if I was doing it every day, I would definitely figure out a way around the tolls. Sometimes I purposely drive away from uh, navigation, so it'll dr- navigate me a different route. Yeah. And it, and it usually works out in my favor. You can uh, make your settings to avoid tolls. Sure. I was but I'm not just talking about back. tolls. I'm talking about like, you know, high traffic, high traffic areas or whatever. So. Yeah. Um,. Trying to think of uh, anything else that I enjoyed this week. Um, the weather cooling off in the mornings. Oh God, I fucking love it! I forgot to mention that it's fall. It was like fifty-five in the morning. Football the weather few days. It's been great. Mountaineers lost. Yeah, yeah, they got their. They, they. I don't know if they got their asses. No, kicked, I didn't it's, see it. It's a squeaker. But. I saw the uh, highlights. Is all I saw. Hmm. Apparently, our star running back only got seven touches in the second half, which seems stupid to me. Neil Brown might not be lasting very long. Nah, he'll be around for a while. You think? Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else that I've uh, been watching South Park, just keeping that going. I've been I, sir, I actually have been watching much more of it. It's so good. Oh, I forgot to mention efforts for family. Yeah, well, you can mention it now. It doesn't matter. Uh, I like it, but it gets to be a load after a while. Like the last season, especially like, I, and I respect him for going for it. You know what I mean? For throwing all that stuff out there, but Jesus Christ, these people can't get a fucking break. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's Bill Burr. So, you know, he's my favorite comedian ever. No, that's not true. Lewis Black is because I got to meet him. But Bill Burr is my favorite. You're not going to believe this. Bill Burr is here right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you fucking. <laughs> um, but Frank Murphy is abusive. Um, but I think they're trying to illustrate that that's what parenting was yeah. in that time. Yeah. In the seventies. And he wasn't a bad guy. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Frank Murphy is a bad guy. He's not, but he's dealing with a lot of stuff. You know, that's when wages start to slide, you know, and, and the American dream really started to go sour was in the, uh, mid to late seventies. So, um, you know, you feel bad for him. Also, Kevin is a fucking moron. He's a complete moron. I mean, he just keeps fucking up. 
the thing where he was supposed to go get in that program, and he took all the mushrooms and shit. Now, granted, he met that girl, and I'm glad he met the girl, and I hope that turns out and all that stuff. But all, uh, Maureen is now becoming a little juvenile delinquent with, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Bridget Fitzsimmons. <laughs> uh, poor Bill. You know, I like Bill. Yeah. Um, but Bill has a shit time of it. Um, He's the middle kid. Yeah, and that's but you know that most of the things probably happened to Bill Burr. Probably, I mean that's that's you know, uh, I like the fact that it's honest. I like the fact that it's also funny. Um, you know, it's it's just a really good show. I'll I'll, I'll finish it up uh, probably in a couple of days, and then wait for that next season. So, yeah, I think they're doing one more and getting out of the door while they can. I think that would be great. I think it's uh, it's smart. It's smart to limit yourself to five, four or five. Well, it's like the British version of things. Yeah, they do one something. Tell the story, tell and then the get story out and get out. There's don't no get, don't do a Walking Dead. I could not fucking care less anymore. Yeah, the first. And I think most people Walking don't Dead care. Were about. So good. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'll, I'll, whenever it comes on Netflix, I'll watch it, and then I'll be okay with the rest of it. Not no, being I mean, I, I just don't. I just don't watch it. Like Stranger Things, I hope does not go down that path. I don't think they will. I t- they're just so fucking good. They are. They're so good. I need to actually. I need to get the password to stuff because I need to. I need to log in on the Netflix on the uh, PS4 because my my Wi-Fi quit working on my TV for some fucking reason. That's fun. Yeah, brand new TV. Bought it just a couple years ago. I wonder why. I don't know. Have you reset your router? Yeah. I've turned off the TV. I've tried to do everything. It, it goes through the PS4. The PS4 works. Have you unplugged the TV and plugged it back? Yes, in? I've done everything. <laughs> I've done everything I can think of. I wonder why it would just stop working. Apparently, that's the thing with LG TVs. Hmm. Because I bought an LG TV for somebody else, and it happened to hers. So, huh? Interesting. Hmm. Can't think of really anything else that was a favorite thing this week, other than the weather and playing disc golf. Yeah, anyway, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we're good. We're close to an hour and a half. Uh, what song should we go out on? Since the engineer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's go out with this. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Thanks for listening and go fuck yourselves. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing here Met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the line Then Met Booty yet another time Showed me a glowing light within